Welcome to Viper's Take. I'm the host, Ryan Smith, a.k.a. DJ Viper. With the pandemic heavily affecting the music industry and DJs all around the world reverting back to the studio, I thought, since I've only been an event DJ who plays for only family functions and car enthusiasts, I should work on mixing music that I'm passionate about. I started working on finding my identity and was fortunate enough to produce five mixtapes over the course of quarantine, blending different genres from EDM to jazz. I started letting my friends, coworkers, and local artists know about my passion for DJing. I started racking up those views on SoundCloud and was excited to see those I did and did not know listen to my music and appreciate for who I am. I knew I was not the only DJ to take this time to hone in on my craft. I networked and received first-hand mentorship from DJs who played a multitude of venues, from clubs to radios to Sweet Sixteens. After all the networking, I thought what a great idea it would be to start a podcast, giving back to all those artists who have helped me on my way. And today, I'm honored to announce my first guest, David Gordon, a.k.a. DJ Dave Gordon. I have known about David since middle school, but our friendship did not really start until one of the DJ events I did at the shopping center called Valley Square. I just got the Valley Square gig and was already having a technical problem with my equipment and could not get it going. I asked my friend Danny and even the event coordinator, Tony, but nobody really could help. Lo and behold, DJ Dave Gordon was in the right place and right time and fixed my problem just like that. We started talking from there on out and found ourselves both attending Drexel and both being passionate about music. Let me tell you more about DJ Dave's business called Exit Event Group. Since 2015, David Gordon has provided high quality and entertainment to the local Bucks County area. Supplying professional DJs and MCs, state of the art photo booth services and lighting effects has only helped him make his idea into being one of the best DJ companies around town. His website is even more impressive, showcasing live montage footage, great reviews, and easily accessible booking info. I could talk about his DJ business and his innate skills for days, but it would be a waste of time if I didn't have to talk to him to myself. I would like to introduce DJ Dave Gordon to my podcast. What's up, guys? What's up? How's it going, Ryan? It's how good. are you? How about you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. No welcome, problem. welcome to my DJ studio, my my quarantine DJ studio. Really, I mean, there's no gigs right now, obviously with COVID. So you got to take all your equipment, set it up, and just practice daily as much as you can. That's that's what I do. What's what's up? How's it going? How are you? It's great, man. I I, I started my DJ business only two years ago. I uh, through a friend I networked and was he was able to get me the gig at Valley Square. I've been doing family functions and car events, and been uh, featured on Fox 29 with uh, my friends' nonprofit. So it's been great. But with nice. with COVID and everything, it it's kind of impacted not just my business, but I'm certainly yours and the whole entire music industry. Absolutely, of course, the music industry. I I uh, you know at the start of the pandemic in March. Uh, obviously, all of my parties uh, got canceled March, April, May. It wasn't until uh, around August when I did get a couple of those gigs back. There was kind of a little before the, the December spike. There was some time there where some of my Sweet Sixteens and some of my bar mitzvahs actually were like, you know what, let's just get this party over with. Let's do it. Our venue is allowing us, and, and let's, let's do the party. So uh, I did have a, a good spike in gigs there. Uh, of course, December, everything got bad again. January, February, we're in, we're towards the end of February. I think my first gig of the year is coming up at the beginning of March. So uh, we're getting really close. The amount of skill that I have received from standing right here at this studio practicing daily, really, every single night I come down here and practice, I, I honestly am just so excited to go out to a, a party and showcase what I've got. 
I'm, I'm super excited. I had one of my questions I was going to ask you was what what got you into the DJ business? What made you really want to start? Because I only saw in high school you're doing like minithon already as yep. like a 16, 17 year old and already gaining all that fame in high school. So really wanted to know where this idea came from and do you see yourself continuing this um, throughout your years? Yeah, so um, I, uh, I, you know, I guess uh, officially started DJing, got my first hand in DJing when I turned 13. I got this little Pioneer DDJ SB, the, the smallest of Pioneer's controllers, at least at the time. Uh, and I got it as a birthday present, and I just sat at my family computer for hours just trying to figure out how to mix. I had just, I, I was clueless, completely clueless. You know, and from 13 until at least 16, it was that was me. I was considered, you know, the bedroom or, for my case, the family office DJ. Uh, and then my friend started turning 16, and I was kind of advertising a little bit. If you remember, I used to call myself DJ Arrowhead. That was a, a that was definitely a, a phase that we we have we have gotten past that for sure. Uh, but I was DJ Arrowhead. So I, I by the way I. I went on Google and typed in DJ name generator, and that was the first one. I was like, yeah, okay, that'll work. We, we, can, we can work with that. Uh, so got made fun of through middle school for that for sure, but it's okay. It, 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 build, it build, built the character, I guess. Uh, that was 13, you know, 16 years old. Some of, my, some of my lady friends were starting to have sweet 16s, and, you know, there was this one girl I remember who just, she, she couldn't really hire a, a crazy DJ. She was having a backyard party, and I was like, uh... I'll do it, maybe, fine. And you know what? That party I'm just super, super grateful for because I got a call the next week from some girl that was at that party, and she said, you did a good job. Can you do mine? And that w that one was already, like, at a venue, and I'm like, whoa, I'm, like, actually going to a, a real party now, and I'm supposed to, like, bring equipment and stuff. And so, uh, you know, from there on, I, I was I was like, okay, this this could be cool. And I started buying some equipment, investing some money, uh, doing a lot of social media. I, I did a lot of the actual business-related things that you need to do when you're opening a real business that, honestly, a lot of, lot of DJs will overlook, but I kind of had that knowledge of social media marketing, building a website, all that kind of stuff, and, I, you know, as time went on, I built daily. I would be working on something, whether that would be practicing mixing or being on the phone with a client and trying to convince them that I'm actually pretty good. And, uh, you know, now we're here. Now we're here. We're, uh, we're just waiting for the gigs to come rolling back in towards the end of this year. And I think the last six months of the year are going to be, uh, you know, at least according to my calendar, they should be pretty, pretty good, pretty fun. kind of wanted to get your, your uh, uh, get you talking about your first experience DJing at mm -hmm. that party. You, mm -hmm. you kind of touched upon it a bit, but uh, how nervous were you and how did you overcome that? Yeah, I think I think my first official party that I ever did was actually a Halloween party, uh, also for a, uh, a girl that, that went to my high school. And, uh, you know, I did that party and, and I remember very vividly meeting this girl's parents. The party was at her house. Uh, meeting this girl's parents, they, they, they paid me like 100, 150 bucks maybe, no, nothing crazy. And they were asking me like, oh, how long have you been DJing? And me thinking in the back of my head, this is my first gig ever. I'm like, oh, you know, I've been doing parties, at least a couple parties a month for the last three or four years. You know, I'm getting, and I'm like, holy crap, like, what am I going to do? This is my first party. I'm so nervous. I had my, I, I used their home theater speakers in their basement, and I just plugged my laptop in, and and uh, 
of course, speaking on the mic was just not even a possibility. That was not even, I don't even think I actually brought a microphone with me, to be honest. Um, but speaking of, of talking on the microphone and specifically emceeing, that was another skill that I really, really had to learn. I, I was uh, at a point, a couple months after this party, I was starting to do real events where I did actually have to go on the mic and introduce myself. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, YouTube is definitely a great source. I mean, you can g uh, literally YouTube anything from DJing to MCing up to transitioning to any different effects you want to really apply in any business. And, like, YouTubing can't really explain the time once you get up and you're in front of those people. And I'm sure you've definitely gained confidence and everything that you've done. You've been co you become more personable, and, and your business is definitely... Uh, a thing to reckon with and I appreciate you taking the time to talk really about it and um, wanted to know if you're really if, if you're still experiencing some uh, nervousness or any anything f even from the first event I'm sure you're still bothered by getting in front of a crowd like anytime whether you're performing in front of like two three people to thousands it's it's definitely ner nerve-wracking to say the least mm -hmm. yeah no that br that brings up a good point and actually uh, sort of a, a good spot where I am right now in my business and and that is kind of this transition where I've been doing like I said sweet 16s bar mitzvahs bat mitzvahs graduation parties, these events that are kind of for younger people, or at least people my age, the 16-year-olds at the time. Now I'm moving into this category of, well, when you kind of get up in this mobile DJ world, when you get to the top, you are doing weddings. That is where the most money comes in. That is where you are put on the spot the most. Uh, I mean, weddings are a huge, huge industry, especially for DJs. So uh, I have been doing more and more weddings uh, as I've been, you know, going along here. I've been uh, working with other DJs. I've just, you know, literally went to a wedding they've DJed for free just to shadow them or take over while they go for a break and, and play, play some of their songs from their computer. And, uh, you know... I, there definitely still is some nervousness for the weddings. I'm getting much better. I am, uh, at this point, pretty much 100% confident in doing them. But, um, you know, you, you still get some of those little, what do you call them, fuzzies, flurries in your stomach, yes, butterflies, yes. Yes, butterflies. Yes, butterflies. Yeah, butterflies. Yeah. So, um, but honestly, at this point, like a sweet 16, you, you blindfold me and I will do it sleeping. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure, you, I, I don't know if you can maybe touch... Uh, enough upon this but weddings and bar mitzvahs and sweet 16s is definitely drastic than the clubs and raves and mm -hmm. what, what do you oh, yeah. what do you like about weddings and, and those type events that uh that you do right now and, mm -hmm. and would you still be open to playing at like frat parties or like clubs or bars yeah, I would I would be a hundred percent open to playing at frat parties, bars, clubs. I've I've been working on uh, crafting some playlists that I you know they they they're literally labeled bar or club or club twenty twenty or club hits, and I'm just waiting for that opportunity to be able to just go down that playlist and you know blow everyone's minds away. But uh, I have kind of made myself a name in this mobile DJ industry, especially. Uh, in Bucks County in Warrington in this area and uh, really if I'm going to be honest uh, unless you are a huge big shot club or rave guy these mobile guys are making more money which 
turns that into a real business. I can go do a wedding for, you know, well, let's just say more than $1,000, we'll say. I can do a wedding for more than $1,000 when at the same time, for the same amount of hours, if you go do a bar on a Friday night, you might see 250 if you're really, really lucky, 250 for a bar gig. Uh, and of course, I don't want to, you know, just say like money is the main factor, but I've gotten really good at doing weddings and sweet 16s and stuff like that. I'll stick with it. I think my DJing and mixing skills are good enough that if I need to go do a bar or if I get called into a club, I would love that. I would love that. You got a club gig for me? Like, I, if you, you call me, like, I'll, I'll be there. I'll be yeah, with all the equipment. Awesome. I'll be there. Yeah, and, and I'm sure with, with all the different techniques and skills you've uh, garnished over the years, you've been able to make your business something to reckon with. And, and I'm sure that everything that you're doing right now can translate to clubs and bars. But how, how do you think your style and approach might differ from what you do towards a wedding mm -hmm. and bar mitzvahs and sweet 16s versus kind of a club or bar or, or rave? Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great question. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind, uh, obviously, is the type of music that I am playing. And, and obviously, the style and approach is definitely drastic from the, the from the two areas. And how do you? And speaking on the technical aspect, how important is it mixing songs and music selection as a general, creating the playlist? How does that differ from a wedding and bar mitzvahs? I know that you're receiving kind of the music from. Uh, the the wedding organizers and bar mitzvahs and sweet sixteens, but when it comes to like clubs, raves, and frat parties, you're really doing it. You're trying to get the vibe off the crowd. Not to say you're not getting that from the events that you're doing, but can you kind of touch? Can you uh, like tell our audience kind of like how you're going about yeah. switching up and yeah. Uh, this is actually something that I'm really, really passionate about, uh, specifically in the mobile DJ world. And it's uh, basically, the premise goes like this. Um, when you think of a wedding DJ, you usually don't think of the best actual DJ. You think of some older guy who's just pressing play and then moving the crossfader and then pressing play. And honestly, we need to completely get away from that stigma. I think especially nowadays with kids our age or I guess adults or whatever, people our age who are actually yeah. starting to get married, they really do understand the importance of having a DJ who is mixing and going back and forth and interacting with the crowd. So, you know, I basically say to any mobile DJ nowadays, if you cannot mix stop, go learn how to do it. I'm not telling you to quit and never quit. Stop, go home, learn how to mix, and come back. I started mixing right off the bat. That was kind of where the passion was, and I brought that over to the parties, but trust me, I've seen some parties. I've even worked. I've assisted other DJs who I'm just standing there like, can you just please move over? Like, let me let me help. Let me move. The, keep the dance floor moving. Let me do something. So, um, the way I would s switch that up between uh, between a, a club or a, a, a wedding, definitely not mix versus not mix. It's definitely mix on both sides. And then, of course, I just come back to the music aspect. There's much different music that I would play. 
Yeah, and, and like technology has definitely influenced what you do. Like this board, people weren't doing that. They were spinning like uh, vinyl records mm -hmm. and things like that. And mm -hmm. how, how do you, I know you can't really speak upon this, but how do you think really like the Carl Coxes of the world or those who have been influential playing on the old fashioned uh, DJ decks mm -hmm. think about the technology? Like I just bought the DJ FLX6 for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, and, and even though it didn't have the RCA outputs, you didn't need a crossfader to mix, and it had like a, a knob that you could transition and imp and make a bigger impact, kind of helping those mobile DJs or those who want to be on TikTok. Yep. Um, yeah. No, I, I I see what you're saying. There, there. Th this has this kind of problem has definitely been going on for generations. You know, you had the original DJs who who brought crates of vinyl records into the venue and put vinyls on their record player, played them. Then we moved into CDs, and everyone who moved over to CDs, they said, why are you still using vinyl? Why are you carrying around all these crates when you could be carrying around a little booklet of CDs? And those vinyl guys were like, no, no, this is fake. You're fake DJing, blah, blah, blah. And that slowly progressed from, well, if you're not using CDJs and you're using a controller, you're a fake DJ, blah, blah, blah. Listen, in my opinion, it, it just does not matter. I want to hear the, the, the what comes out of the speakers if it's good if you're mixing if you've if you're doing what a dj does great good for you this controller i specifically bought because of the large jog wheels so that i could practice quite literally the art of scratching and i've been really getting into that so don't call me a fake dj if i use this this is this is good stuff yeah and like you were saying can you kind of talk about how uh, different these jog wheels are from your like new mark that you use. It's like twice <laughs> yeah. the size. Right, right. So yeah, this this controller is uh, actually funny story. This controller is a purchase as a result of quarantine. Uh, before quarantine, I did every single one of my gigs with a new mark NV2. Really, really loved that controller. But when I started, uh, ha when I had you know now that I have so many, th uh, excuse me, since I had so much time on my hands during quarantine. Uh, you know, it was actually a couple weeks into quarantine after I realized, like, crap, we're going to be here for a while, like, hunkered down. And I was like, well, let me just take some of my equipment from the garage and set something up. It was not as much as this, what I have now, but it was something, okay? And uh, basically, I set that up. I started learning how to scratch. I practiced so much that I literally broke the jog wheel on that old controller. It, it, it's not broken. It's It just... You can't scratch on it anymore. It's 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 not Dude, good. That, that's nuts. Like I needed I needed my uh, wall from my ceiling in the basement to drop down to affect my uh -huh. DJ equipment. Uh -huh. And all you need is just wear and tear with your hands on these things. I I, I I completely broke it. And at that point, I was like, well, I've been looking at this one for a while. Let's just pull the trigger. And I bought it. I bought it right away. Like the beginner DJs don't need to control this innovative and what do you suggest like beginner DJs should do like what kind of advice would you give them not just like in terms of like what they should and should not do but in terms of like buying like th this yeah. is something like that's like tw like eleven hundred twelve hundred dollars they don't need to be dropping that much mm -hmm. like wh what do you say like 400 to 800 is a good price range just to start off you know what if you are a hundred percent brand new to DJing I wouldn't even go into that 200 400 range uh, the Pioneer DDJ-SB, which is what I started with, I believe they're on the SB3 now. 
I really, really like that controller. For a beginner, it costs $250, I believe. Very affordable, uh, you would think. I mean, compared to, to other controllers like this one. Uh, and you know what is really, uh, what I like about it is it doesn't have the newest, most high-tech AI-type mixing things because that's cool and all, but if you want to learn how to DJ, you need just a plain old controller that can teach you how to how to mix, how to set cues, how to crossfade, and of course, if you want to get into it, how to scratch. It's got jog wheels. SB, SB3, in my opinion, is the best. There's one more, actually, and I, I, I have it up uh, upstairs. I didn't, I, uh, I use it for the smallest possible gigs I have. It's called the, uh, oh my gosh, the Newmark Mixtrack Go or something like that. It's like this big. It is the smallest controller I've ever seen. The jog wheels, I, I, I touch with one finger. One, uh, you, you can't even fit two on there. But uh, I've taken that on planes with me. I've DJ'd on planes, like in my seat with this little controller before. Uh, so if you're really, really, I guess you could say strapped for cash, uh, 70 bucks will get you at least something. Yeah, and, and I definitely had like a beginner thing. Like I wasn't on uh, the Pioneer mm -hmm. DJ uh, SR2 to start. Like I, I was on this Gemini mix to go. It was this uh, yes. light up strap thing you would oh, put yeah. on. You can literally mix with your phone uh -huh. and, and transfer uh -huh. everything and you can have lights you could switch it on and they adjust to the like the tempo and, and the the music selection I've, again I've, I've started seeing some of those controllers that just have like a little dome light in the front where it's like all in one i mean love it good for you uh, like i said it, it really to me it, it does not matter what what you're using um i just want to see the end result and that goes back to the turntable versus cdj versus Controller, I, I guarantee you someone who is a professional DJ can do the same thing on here that he can do on turntables, that he can do on CDJs, or that he can do on the tiny little $70 Newmark mix track. I wish I had the name. Uh, Ryan's going to put it on the screen for you right now so you can uh, go buy it. And he's going to put a link in the description too, right? Yeah, and like, <laughs> and, and getting uh, with like how your business came about, like these beginner DJs, they're going to start playing at events and maybe they'll consider making this like an official business and, and starting at a young age. Like how important was it to, to get your hands into this and like actually develop a business at such a young age? Like what kind of advice can you give people or like, should I start this business? Is this something that I want to devote X, Y, and Z time to? Mm -hmm. uh, it, it definitely was never my intention to start a DJ business. It, it was always a dream of mine. I never really knew how to make it happen until it kind of was just happening. But, but if I was going to give you any advice, it would be the same kind of thing that I did was, you know, there's a reason why this girl for this Halloween party hit me up. It's because I was kind of advertising myself at least a little bit in my school and, and trying to get people to give me a chance. So uh, what I'm saying is get yourself out there. As soon as you feel that you are ready to get out of that bedroom, try to get yourself out there. Do parties. I don't want to say for free. You might have to do some free my parties. My first gig was free. Yeah. Like and and kind of like going with technology w with technology you can do so much really mm -hmm. like get views or at least put yourself out there what kind of platforms do you recommend like once you finish a mixtape mm -hmm. or you you mm -hmm. create a remix where should you put this where should people want to view this well uh specifically for mixes um 
DJ mixes where you are using copyrighted songs. I, in my opinion, there's really only one good spot nowadays for these mixes, and that is called Mixcloud. Um, unfortunately, back in the day, SoundCloud was uh, the big one. Everyone used SoundCloud, uh, specifically DJs. The problem was they really started going hard on these copyright rules, and I literally got, at one point, there was like a day where I guess they flipped the switch on these rules, Every single mix I had on SoundCloud got flagged, and within a day, they were deleted, and then they deactivated my account, all within like 24 hours. So uh, Mixcloud is specifically designed for DJs. Uh, it's good to put your mixes on there, but you won't get yourself, you won't get a name for yourself by just posting there. You gotta go to forms of social media, like Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok. No, stop there. TikTok. I, th this is a mistake by my, I, I make this mistake because I've got this perfect DJ studio right here. I could put together a TikTok mix and go viral, maybe. With no, it, no. like in 20 minutes, I could go from recording to, to TikTok posted. But I just, I just, I don't know. I'm, I, I have not done it yet. I, I need some motivation to do it. So uh, if there's, if you uh, want to start making a name for yourself, Honestly, TikTok is probably the easiest way to do it. You just need one, just need one video to go viral to get that that track going. So, so good luck with that. I, I need the luck myself, honestly. And, and definitely, like wh when they're always advertised, especially like at Drexel, like they, they were talking about co-op and that you have to network. Network isn't just talking about your your profession that you want to go into. It's also kind of like about the passions. That's why I started off this podcast. I wanted to network with people that were at or above me and, and kind of see how they became successful and what influenced them. And can you kind of talk about how like that not only gaining following is important, but you want to network, like really receive advice from those who can mentor mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I completely agree with you. Networking is, is very, very big. Uh, social media marketing does play a role in that, but I'll give you an example here of... Um, there's this DJ group on Facebook. It's called Philly Mobile Network of DJs, okay? This group is private. There's about 200 people in it, but these guys are the mobile DJs who work in and around Philadelphia. And I joined that group, and I was very scared, of course, but I introduced myself, and I, I started putting some stuff out there, uh, trying to get some advice on equipment I want to buy, and uh, showing different songs that I've found that are great for this party or great for this party. And eventually, I've started getting messages from some people. Uh, hey, I'm DJing a party here, but I got a call for a party there. Can you go do it? Can you work as my company? Go do that party over there. I'll pay you. Um, all of that came as a result of networking. Any DJ that I know right now that's in this area, including you, including, I mean, I could rattle off tons of local mobile DJs who, you know, you won't see them in the, on the big scene, but they're, they're making money and they're doing parties around here. I know all of them, obviously, because of networking, because of the internet. I didn't just show up at someone's wedding and, like, shake the DJ's hand. I, the, you got to find these people. Of course, in person would be the best. That, that, that is very good. But um, if you can't get in person, especially during COVID times, try to find some Facebook groups, advertise, social media, make yourself known. If you're not well known or they, they haven't really heard your music, they're gonna be, it's going to be really hard for them uh, to take a chance on you. So how can you really put the best kind of put the best out of you 
for them to to give you a chance. How can beginner DJs put themselves out there to give them the best chance to get the gig that they want to start with or the gig that will really uh, spark their career? Well, let me tell you uh, from experience, uh, from past experience when I was in this position, even in this Philly mobile network of DJ group, there are some really mean, mean bullies in there. I can think of one person right now who just, 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 I don't even know. It was just just not nice. I, I couldn't remember the conversations. I'm actually. Well, we can make a mix about them. Oh could, my! Yeah. We could. We could. There, there's. There are these people out there, and this is the advice I would give you. Of course, if they post in that group and they say I need a DJ, and they've never heard of you, and you comment and say I can DJ, they will not pick you. But what you need to do is you need to introduce yourself to these people and say I want to be a better DJ. Let me come to a party with you and help you. I'll wheel in the speakers. I will plug in the cables. I will polish your shoes. Whatever it's going to take for you to get into a party, get into a company, work with them. If you've got to be a dancer and you got to like do the limbo with kids at a party while the DJ is showing off his his skills, you do that limbo, but you be listening in the background. You be getting that knowledge, especially the MCing knowledge. That's important for parties like mine. The the way that I approach that is the same way that I'm approaching DJing. I have to network, kind of like take a look back at who I can uh, who I can uh, network with and who can set me up for the uh, success. If you start proving yourself, you can get connected with the best gigs and the best DJs around town who can really um, get your get your music out there and get your brand and Going with branding, how did you develop Accent Event Group? Where did you come up Good with the question. name? And how do you see it um, continuing? Like, mm -hmm. are you going to keep that name? Are you going to send out some merch? What, what are you going to do there? <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I, if I haven't mentioned it yet, my company is called Accent Event Group. Um, AccentEventGroup.com, Accent Event Group on Instagram, Facebook. You can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, but yeah, so Accent was not the first name. Of course, you heard me say that DJ Arrowhead was the original first name. Uh, and then I made my company called DJ Dave G Entertainment. Okay, for a good couple of years, it was called DJ Dave G Entertainment. Um, Throughout the time of DJ Dave G Entertainment, before I switched to Accent, I learned a lot about marketing, and basically, I realized that I need sort of a more generic, punchy name. I was uh, basically doing a, a gig for a uh, a live sound. It was a live sound gig. I was doing a, a, a show. There was a stage. I was doing the sound, and this one group came on. They were called Accent Vocals, and I'm like, hmm. That's that, that's basically the story. Accent vocals. Look them up. They're an acapella group. They they sing pretty well. Didn't but you sing too back in the day? I I so I I eh, not really. Uh, I did I did attend. Mr. Sanchez and I, I, Mr. Salino would say great things. Yeah, about you, right? they they were the choir directors at my middle and high school. I basically I kind of made a deal with these two choir directors, and it was this. You're not supposed to be doing that in high school. What do you do? Uh, <laughs> I I I I it was a, it was a nice it was a nice deal, and the the deal was basically. You give me an A in choir, I was in choir class, and I will manage all of the sound and lights for your concerts. So all year round, while they were preparing their singing, their songs that they were going to sing, I was like testing the microphones like every day. What's that <laughs> like one song, you know, like uh -huh. it's got a hit? At least for kids, uh, because unfortunately, I, I don't know if it's unfortunately or not unfortunately, but I do do a lot of kids parties. Uh, I have a remix of Can't Stop the Feeling. Uh, 
Yes. With like a nice beat over top of it. J2 and those trolls. J2, yeah. yeah. Uh, that that one just that one hits hard. That one hits hard all the time. I could find tons more in here. Um, a lot of remixes, a lot of, uh, of course, I use a DJ record pool. I've jumped from record pool to record pool, uh, basically scrubbing them all and getting all the songs I can and then moving on to the next one. Uh, right now, I use DJ City, if anyone is wondering. I've used BPM Supreme. I've used Club Killers. I've used Promo Only. And can you kind of touch upon, like, what's mm -hmm. the best one? Like, if you're saying you want to play EDM mm -hmm. or you want to play hip-hop and R&B or you're more pop, kind of TikTok, yeah. wh what is the best platform for that specific style or genre? Yeah, yeah. Well, to, to, to um, very, very quickly explain record pools, um, basically, when you DJ, you need physical mp3s you can't just dj off spotify or off apple music so djs have these websites they can go to where they pay a monthly fee and they can download pretty much all the songs they want um i always say this if you've never used a dj pool before get bpm supreme it's like 20 bucks a month and it has a good mix of everything okay there are specific ones uh, there's also BPM Latino if you want to do some Latin parties that's another one and when David was talking about YouTube and that if, if you look up the some of those YouTube DJs who kind of give you the how to do this how to do that they actually have promos on those record pools that true. give discounts out true like I use some of that got my BPM mm -hmm. Supreme down to 999 for the first month so it's kind nice. of a bargain get those intro edits you make it easier on yourself to transition how how influential like how important has those intro edits and like outros and different acapellas in and outs have on your mixes how does it make it easier for you to mix uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you it, it it pretty much makes it possible for me to mix um the 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 mixes just really do not turn out the same when your first cue is the beginning of the song and anything that's before that is just like some random little melody that's coming in if you want to really nicely transition, you need a beat playing on this side and you need a beat playing on this side. If you hit those cues at the correct time, the beat on the new song is going to end. That intro beat is going to end right when this one ends. And they just perfectly mix together and you got the words of the lyrics of this song ending. When the lyrics of this song starts, the intro is behind us and everything is swimming uh, perfectly. So, uh, highly recommend DJ edits of songs and and what what do you think kind of like what's your kind of hot take on those like those uh, recognizable DJs those like old timers who like don't like the use of technology in those intro edits they they've been mixing and they know how to like what what when they when they were starting to DJ their mixes are obviously different than what's going on now and mm -hmm. and what they did it's called the, they're the OG they're they're the prodigy they're the one who really knows how to mix and uh -huh. they see those these mobile DJs coming on and they're just getting intro edits and that and some of them are like fake DJing where they can just match the BPMs and that, mm -hmm. that and then you call it quit of course what, what can what how can you see that these DJs are the shit really there's there's definitely a, a difference in pressing play and then pushing the sync button and hoping that the songs just magically match yeah. together there's a, a huge difference with that versus uh versus actually knowing when to hit the cue or knowing how to even just count I'm, i guarantee you there are djs who can not count like one two three four count the beat of a song um so choir taught you that 
choir choir definitely i'm sure choir definitely helped even though i didn't really go to choir but but this for sure taught me how to count music uh, and i guarantee you those ogs i'm holding a, a dongle here I, i'll, I'll put, put that, that down yeah i'll put that away uh, this is my like i'm like emphasizing this yeah. the seriousness of this situation um and this goes back to what i said before yo like if you don't know how to mix just Take a step back, learn how to mix, and then come back. You, you, you will be missed, or maybe you won't be missed, but we're not telling you to quit. Don't, don't quit, but do not go to a party, press play, let it go from start to finish, and then move your crossfader, and then press play on the next one. Do not do that. The OGs know what they're doing. Intro edits can definitely help. I'm not an OG. I also don't even call myself a crazy mix master, but um, I, can, I can get from song to song pretty well. <laughs> And, like, th those challenges aren't just going to be coming in the form of, like, technology and what you're doing on the board, but, like, as a company as a whole, can you kind of touch upon the, the biggest success uh, and, like, the biggest failure or disappointment? What, what can those beginner DJs really t take from your advice on, like, mm -hmm. that there's going to be setbacks? You shouldn't just yeah. stop, like, after your first gig. You're like, oh, I'm just going to call it quits. Yeah, I, I, I have definitely gone through a lot of that. And, of course, I'll give you the advice that any motivational speaker will give you. Don't, don't give up and, and keep going. And failure is part of getting there. And uh, trust me, there have been a lot of fails. Like I said, there was also a lot of, not a lot, but a, a, a decent bit of bullying and whatnot going on because they're like, oh, you're not a DJ. Like you're, because, you know, even back then, a DJ was compared to a SoundCloud rapper. And you know what kind of stigma you get from soundcloud rappers there was so, a couple around our area too right? oh yeah. there, there were and and uh, honestly i i feel bad for i feel for them because i got what they got but i i i feel bad for them as well well i, I don't know I, that that's that's like more that's off topic but uh what was what was the question i don't it, even remember i mean but we shouldn't ask any more questions we should let the mixing do the talking do you want to okay kind of, yeah, you yeah kind of sure like, uh, sure like give me some advice kind of show our audience kind of what you do uh, absolutely yeah i mean uh, what what i'll do here is i've got a i've got a microphone stand here i will get in the middle and i will just uh, excuse me for a moment as i set this up here Oh, you no, you keep that. That mic is all yours. You can you can take puppy. it home. Yeah, I'll that's that's yeah, yeah. Go go ahead. Um, well, I actually, I mean, there's there's not much uh, really to show. Uh, like Come on, I said, you got like a setup like a TikToker. Well, like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Like I said, my biggest uh, thing that I've been working on here through quarantine is the scratching. So, I've I've uh, I've definitely learned. I actually do have one problem. I'll be honest. I, I got to actually stay close to the microphone here so you can hear me. I'll be honest. My one problem is uh, I, I'm kind of a lefty, so I scratch really well with my left. Right? But then I don't, I don't want to embarrass myself here, but I, if I move over to the left side and try to, like, I, I don't even. I don't well, even this is the wrong song. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I, that's one thing that I know that I need to work on is, uh, you got to be well-rounded in scratching on both sides uh, of the of the deck, and I. Wait, so are uh, you left-handed? Are you? It's so weird. I actually have no idea because I scratch obviously with my left hand. I throw a ball with my left hand, but I write with my right hand, and I like drive with my right hand, and I, I don't know. I'm just like kind of back and forth. So. 
you would think that that would make it easy for me to scratch on this side, but I can do like a little crossover, or uh, it would be one of these. I can't even do that now. I'm just, I don't know. We're uh, we're we're having fun here. We're we're this is this is we're now we're just playing around here. Now that the I guess the formal section of this podcast is over, but. Yeah, but I, I take these scratch sounds and I and I you know I'll put a beat over top of them like this one for example. We'll just uh, do something like we got this beat for example. Okay, and then and like I said, I come down here every night. This is how I broke the old controller. This is what I did. I'm 100% amazing at it yet. Uh, I'm, I'm still a work. It's always going to be a work in progress. Um, but I would just put a loop on these kinds of beats and just come down here and scratch, scratch, scratch. And honestly, that is because um, I've I've gotten pretty confident in my mixing mixing skills. Uh, I never really wanted to learn how to scratch. Now I really, really do. Uh, I have and. Uh, Mixing and scratching, that's that's where I'm at here. And, and yeah, and like scratch and like even my my myself and, and probably you back when you were a beginner, scratching was like the thing, oh, I always want to do it, but like how the hell do I do it? It's so mm -hmm. hard. Like mm -hmm. it, and we have with the technology you can just do effects like echo and reverb and yep. uh, and transition out of tracks, but then those OGs are like, What well, that that's not traditional. Mm -hmm. You have to scratch. Mm -hmm. So how can you like entice our listeners to like say hey scratching is pretty easy can you show me really how to do this okay well honestly i will say um that i was when i like i said i was doing a few parties around august around that time that was when i kind of first whipped out my scratching techniques because it's been a few months of quarantine i got out started whipping out some of the scratching um the ladies really really like when you can just do some sort of scratch. Like I've, I, I just have had people just come up to me while I'm, literally even before a party, just practicing, and they'll come up to me like, "Ooh, like this is cool." Like I'm like, "Oh, okay." Like, yeah. Well, that that didn't really you. work at the uh, Mister. Uh, I think the Titan uh, Talent Show where I accidentally mm, scratched during mm. uh, one of the girls' performances. That didn't really go That's well. That's okay. So, yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, uh, no, s scratching, I think, is definitely important. It's not necessary for mixing. You can always just press a cue to, to turn on a song rather than... Like, you know, I always use the cues for my entire first couple years of DJing. Uh, it's important, but it's not 100% necessary. Can you kind of explain what the cues are and, like, where do you place them? I know, like mm. the beginning of the song, kind of like for the, that. the phrasing, like the the pre-chorus, the chorus. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I do have a system for that, and uh, it's it's pretty simple. Yeah. So basically, the first two cues that I use, the first cue is always going to be at the very very start of the song. Uh, if it's an intro edit, like this one, for example, by DJ Mark Cuts, very very great uh, DJ producer on DJ City. Uh, first cue is always just the beat. And of course, I gotta bring my crossfader over. Just the beat, and this is how we were talking about that intro edit, yes, of course. Yes, uh, and I always will have a second cue that is the start of the song. So, 
I try to get it on the one beat, but sometimes you have to put it in the down beat, so I just, I make it work. Um, like for example here, this is gonna be the downbeat. Like the one is gonna be. Can you kind of help us with, with those like beginner DJs who want to DJ but mm -hmm. don't really have like the music theory or music knowledge mm -hmm. to know kind of what like downbeats or ambeats mm -hmm. are? Yep. If the, if the like if they don't know that the song comes on one, how do you know to come in on a down or an ambeat? Um. Well. I mean, to, to, to put it simply, you, you definitely do need to practice counting music. That is a, a very important step. Um, uh, to give you the best explanation I can, if you're at the very beginning of the song, the first beat of the song is always going to be on a one. Usually, when the beat drops, the drop is going to be on a one. So uh, if you need, uh, you need to get to a point where I can put this song on at any spot. And within a half a second, I know exactly what beat I'm on. You got to get to that point so that you can, you know, if I'm somewhere in the middle of this song here, you know, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. So uh, I, I can go anywhere and just immediately know how to count. And then, of course, uh, the next step in the DJing would be to push your cue on a one or you know, assuming wherever you put yeah. the cue was. I think our audience would like to see you actually DJ there. Like, see me. Do, do they really want you to uh, count one, two, three, four? <laughs> I think they learned that back in in school. I really uh, hope no, so. I, like, I hope so. Can, can we give a little uh, DJ David Gorn uh, for us? Yeah, I think we can do that. I uh, I got a playlist here. It's uh, kind of a, a throwback playlist, uh, not to the '70s and '80s, of course. It's uh, actually labeled 2000 to 2017. So. Maybe I'll, I'll get on this playlist here and I'll give you guys uh, a little bit of what I got. I'll go for a few minutes here. Why not? Why not? Does that work for you? Yeah, Is yeah, it right? does work, okay, right? Cool. Right, audience? Yeah. All right, yeah. Right, audience? Yeah. Tell, tell us. How, how will that work? All right. Well, why not? Let's... Uh... <laughs> we'll get started here. I'm going to move this mic out of the way. Now I can just, you know, get comfortable here. Never hit mine. In my DM, they electric slide. No catfishing, this is not a fish fry. Never switch sides on my dog. Catch a contact, hit your ride, go tomorrow. Everybody's saying, How could you come up 
about your face and say I hate the hardest You done never heard I left off like a rapper's dead and bird A verse from me is like 11 birds It did the math, it's like $2,000 every word I'm on the purge, I beat the church I kill some and I walked away from it Then I observed just how you curved And told them that they got away from it I know you, I know you ain't hot the man I'm balling on them like you want a man I'm drowning all inside the like I never swam Hey, yo, IG, I put something on your sonogram I'm the man me at London. If you find time, we can run one. Talk about some things we can undo. You just in the pen, I can find you. I'm six one and a money nine two. You just said a word and I run through. Two texts, no reply, that's what I knew. I knew. Got to do, got to do with it. All right, DJ Dave G, kind of, what's going on here with the scratching? What are you doing? Like hard cutting? Yeah, good question, good question. I mean, I think you can hear me, right? Yeah, basically, um, I'm just getting these intro playlists ready. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I guess you could say cutting them in uh, whenever the, the correct time is. So, yeah, uh, I just, it's kind of just second nature for me at this point, you know? And don't you have like everything programmed too? Like, you got like these lighting effects. Can we get, can we get some strobes in here? I, stuff? I do have some lighting effects. They're all connected through. Hold on, let me mix this real quick. Good thing. Just gotta get that mix in there. Yeah, you know now I can talk about the lights. Yeah, so I use uh, a DMX control software called Sound Switch. It's uh, owned by Chauvet, the company Chauvet. Um, I can set it up so that uh, my controller becomes a controller for the lights as well. So I can pick colors, red, green, blue. I got the strobe lights, if you can see that. I got the strobe lights. I got the blackout. Um, I use all these at the parties for drops for, for different sections. It's, uh, it's a good time. Three, two, three, two, one. Hey. It's DJ D. Let's go, let's go, let's go! Gotta bring Chris Brown into this. Soldier Boy, we, this is seriously the throwback mix right here. I'll throw one more song on for you. One more. Big boy toys. I do big boy things. I make big boy noise. Cause I know what girls want. I know what they like. Like they wanna stay up and party all night. So bring a friend. Let me talk to you. Tell you how it is. I was thinking when I saw that body. How to get shorty. Tell her what the young boy gon' do. Be hit, so tell me when y'all don't do I got friends and you got friends 
Yo, the, the, the audience really wants to hear your scratch and the facts and everything you got here. Let's bring it down. How'd you pass choir? I did pass choir, but uh, not by singing. Here we go, one more song here. Bust it, let's go. I didn't know you're a TikToker now. What? I do, uh, I do actually watch a lot of TikTok. I, I think I might be addicted to TikTok. Is, is three hours a day too much? Three, four hours? Is that? Do you have any names like for your TikTok account? Like, uh, yeah, my official TikTok uh, account is Accent DJ Dave. At Accent DJ Dave, but uh, I have not posted on there. In fact, if you go there. The description says, and I quote, I should probably start posting on here. So, uh, you know what? Maybe maybe one day soon. I will, I will. And, and like, if you were to start TikToking, who would you like to like collab with? Oh, oh my gosh. I, I have, I, that's a very hard question. Um, I kind of want to, well, you know, I guess the basic way that you collab on TikTok uh, or get yourself known on TikTok is by making your videos their own sounds and then encouraging others, especially the big people, to use your mixes as their sounds in their TikToks. Then, you know, they'll click the sound, they'll find you, they'll love you. So, uh, uh, let's say this. I want... Hold on. All right, that's the end of my mix there. Thank you so much. But Give it up for DJ uh, yeah, David thank Gordon. You so much. Good job, man. Yeah, that's right. Um, I, I, I guess I should have finished my, my TikTok quote there. Uh, basically, I wanted to say uh, it's not specifically who I want. It's I want everybody. I want everybody to use my sounds. Uh, will that happen? Maybe. Do I have to post for that to happen? Definitely. So uh, I'll, I'll take that as a lesson from this podcast here. I should probably start posting on TikTok. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, David, I, I really appreciate you mixing and coming on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing uh, r really who, who who gets inspired from this, who who starts connecting with you. And maybe some people will come other than me for you uh, to you for uh, mentorship and Absolutely. advice. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to bringing on new guests coming on. Some awesome. people from Drexel, UPenn, possibly people from Q102 too. Hey, so, okay. Yeah, we, we got some big talent coming awesome. up. This is uh, right. DJ Viper's take and uh, goodbye everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys.